Hello, hockey fans. Welcome to this week's episode of From the Press Box right here on the AHL Report. We're so glad you're here with us today. I'm your host, Amy Johnson, the lead correspondent here at the AHL Report. And of course, I'm joined every week by the one and only, the editor-in-chief and founder of Rocket Sports Media, uh, my partner in crime, Mr. Rick Stevens. How are you? I'm lovely. Um, <laughs> it's better than saying that I'm deathly ill. But but other than that, you're still sick. Uh, it's, I know, I know, and I don't usually get sick. But this is is there a case of the plague in state? Going to have to have a talk with Jack Gorniak. I think it, <laughs> it came out of that <laughs> I think that trip to Penn right, State Jack. when we when we talked to the Wisconsin guys and Jack and and. Jack Gorney, I give him full credit. He was he sounded deathly ill afterwards uh, when when we were talking in the hall. Um, but no, I'm not. No, I won't. I, I won't blame. Uh, <laughs> no. him, uh, well, more likely um, to blame a, a kid that that uh, coughed all over my food in the lineup in um, breakfast lineup. But but that's a that's a complete. Oh, that sounds story. that's pleasant. Oh yeah yeah. yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yummy. But I'm happy to be here, and we've got lots to talk <laughs> about. I'm happy you're here, too. Well, I'm happy we're here. It's uh, the 101st episode. We begin a new century. The next 100. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. So it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. We've got lots to talk about today. Uh, we're going to briefly take a look at uh, the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. There's a, another... Young prospect was recalled this week, so we're going to briefly touch on that. We're also going to take a look at the Laval Rocket. Um, they've certainly been all over the place um, in the last week or so. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about how they've been performing. There's been recalls. There's been send downs. There's been all sorts of things. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, and then in the second segment, of course, we'll we'll discuss the AHL Player of the Week. Uh, there's a couple of guys that we want to mention uh, regarding uh, new contracts, expiring contracts, things of that nature before we take a look at the league standings uh, as we're about a quarter of the way through the season. We'll take a look at how everyone's shaping up. And then in the final segment, we go beyond the AHL and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about a special um, initiative that uh, the Rocket Sports Media crew is involved with this month before we give you a preview of what kind of coverage you can expect from our team this week. So, you know, it's going to be a good one. Before we get started, I have two uh, things. Yes. Two, two questions. Two, two questions, really, to ask you. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Is it is it first one? And this should be. Is it Reading or is it Reading? It is, as in the the city where the Reading, Royal ECHL. E-I-N-G. It's it's a National Monopoly Day today, and oh. uh, when I was playing Monopoly and 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 growing up, there was um, the Short Line Railroad. There's the Pennsylvania Railroad. Uh, there's B and O, and there was the Reading Railroad. Monopoly. And Wrong. recently we were in uh, a place I thought was called Reading. It's called Reading, uh, Pennsylvania, the, the Reading Royals. They were, they were playing Adirondack Thunder where, and I'll just detour a little bit over here, Michael McNiv, we had an interview with Michael McNiven mm-hmm. um, and Hayden Verbeek. 
but Michael McNibbin uh, recently was uh, moved from the Adirondack Thunder in the ECHL down to Jacksonville um, uh, to get some playing time where he had to dress up like Spider-Man. That's a whole other story. Some of the, the jersey that did you see Michael McNiven in his Spider-Man uh, Jacksonville uh, jersey? Uh, happily, I can started. say no, I didn't. <laughs> you, you know that the, the, the ECHL has some crazy. They have the worst. Yeah, and weird jerseys, and, uh. and yeah, Michael McNiven arrived in Jacksonville just in time for, I, I, I don't know if it was Superhero Night or what it was, I didn't investigate, but um, poor guy had to, was nice. dressed up like uh, Spider-Man. Anyway, um, but the, our, our interview with Michael McNiven, where he talks about the, the goalie um, situation in with the Montreal Canadiens and Lavelle and all of that. And he, and he, he talks about it from a very personal perspective and mm-hmm. how his year has been. But it's on our, our, um, our, our YouTube channel. It is. Do people know that? They better. Go to All Habs. Go to YouTube. <laughs> search All Habs. And find the Michael McNiven interview. Also, there's the Jack Gorniak, the previously mentioned Jack Gorniak interview. And mm. you'll get as a bonus uh, Cole Caulfield because uh, we talked to him too. Uh, it's a great interview. Um, the Michael McNiven one is is fabulous. Um, but all that back to uh, it's National Monopoly Day. And I understand that my, my whole childhood was a lie that it's actually – the Reading Railroad on the Monopoly board. It is. Um, <clears throat> most of Monopoly's properties, um, Parker Brothers was was a, a an an Atlantic a mid Atlantic based company, New York company. So most of most of the Monopoly properties are locations that you'll find either in New York, New Jersey, or Pennsylvania. Um, the railroads being one of them, uh, yes, the Reading Railroad. In fact, when we when we were visiting the Reading Royals for that day, we were very close to the to the Reading Railroad line. Um, so yes, it looks like Reading R E A D I N G, but it's pronounced Reading. All right. So you are and well and the and the Pennsylvania Railroad. Two of the railroads were Pennsylvania railroads. Maybe three. Where's the B&O line? is the V&A. Oh, no, I'm not going to be able to think of it. Uh, the B&O Railroad was the... Bang & Olufsen, if you're an audiophile. <laughs> and you have the one Baltimore of those really and Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, um, please go to, to the All Habs Hockey Magazine uh, YouTube page. Uh, uh, All of those interviews are exclusive one-on-one interviews. You won't see them anywhere else because that would be the definition of exclusive and one-on-one. So um, technically one-on-two, actually, because Rick and I were both there interviewing at the same time, if you want to really be specific. But I digress. So I do have another question. Bring it. Will we I'm never have to think of learn? questions for you next week? Okay, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> uh, my question is: Will we never learn? Will we never learn? What? Well, last last year, 
um, yeah. as we've said on on this podcast and others, um, that for the past ten years, um, actually I think it's nine, we've 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 run uh, all Habs fantasy sports, all Habs fantasy hockey, all Habs fantasy football. We have multiple leagues in each. Um, we have many of our, our, uh, contributors play, uh, our, our fans and followers play, uh, and it's, and it's a great time. And Does last this have season, something to do with that sneaky little Joseph Whalen. Well, <laughs> yes, it always kind of comes back to him, doesn't it? And, it does. um, last season, uh, we invited, um, I mean, just so he could have some friends. We invited Joseph Whalen. <laughs> okay, that's not true. Okay, that's not true. That's not true. That's not true. That's not true. Okay. We invited him to play um, fantasy <laughs> hockey. Hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had never played any fantasy sports before in his entire life, existence. Correct. I've never done it before. Could you please, please, sir, could you oh, yes. share some advice? Yeah, he likes it when I do impressions of him. So when well. you do impressions of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, he likes it a lot. So we invited him out of the kindness of our hearts. We yeah. invited him into the Such league. charity. And um, he proceeded to both, I mean, he, he just random acts of theft at the, oh. at the draft. Yeah, Stealing players out of my queue. Who me? We know that. Little uh, me? And then went on to win the championship last year. Yeah. And there was a trade that that happened. We'll, we'll get to that in a minute. So, w- having not learned our lesson, we met a just a fabulous hockey guy um, at the draft in Vancouver. He was one of our contest winners. He was. Just did. a salt-of-the-earth guy, great guy, very knowledgeable in hockey. Fun uh, to talk to, to, he and his friends. Yeah, well, that's right. Uh, Mike being a, a Canadians fan and uh, his buddy being um, an Avalanche fan. Shane that's right. Um, and um, there was a spot that came open um, after the season had already started in the same fantasy hockey league that that uh, Joseph Whalen is a defending champion. Mm-hmm. And one of the, one of uh, our uh, fantasy managers was uh, he, he'd been kidnapped and, and, and taken off somewhere. And the team was, was um, left without management. That's and, right. and you, we put a call you, out. You put a call out on this podcast. That's right. And, and who responded, but Mike. And yes, Mike, the uh, team yeah. uh, suffered you know, from neglect, uh, probably was an auto draft maybe. Um, and uh, probably. He had, there, there was a lot of work to do. Um, uh, but Mike took up the challenge and, um, so again, um, you know, he right away started revamping the roster and, and doing mm-hmm. the maximum number of ad drops that he could. And, and mm-hmm. he came in on a Sunday, so he did the maximum, ad drops on the Sunday. Then he did it again on, on the Monday. Um, and he proposed oh, a good trade manager. to me. And I thought, you know what, out of the goodness of my heart, again, out of charity. Um, okay. Um, and you know, what's going to happen? Mark my words. Yeah. I said, no, 
Yes, that's right. He proposed a trade to you. You, you, yeah. I mean, you're you're a little bit. He more, said, "I heard you like more, trades," and I said, "No." Yeah, you were you're very blunt and callous, and <laughs> um, <laughs> and I said, "Sure, okay, I'll I'll accept this this trade." And Ta-ta. John Klingberg, a valued defenseman, I sent over. Unfortunately, he's on IR. That that's 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 a problem. He sent me. Uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins and I appreciate that uh, but you know what's going to happen we're going not to be not to He's gonna pull discredit a not to discredit Joseph Whalen's, uh, um his push for the repeat here but we're going to be crowning Mike as you know the it. fantasy hockey champion uh, at the end of the season and then that means that there will and be and I will ask again will we never learn <laughs> that will be the time you're on notice, Mike R. You better not do too well. Cause if you win, that's going to be the time when we say, all right, that's it. No new managers come in. If you give up your team, it's just going to be managerless. And I don't care if I'm eventually playing against 11 other managerless teams. <laughs> We're not inviting anybody else. We're not inviting anybody else. That's it. <laughs> In all seriousness, so welcome, Mike. Uh, welcome, welcome, to, welcome. Yes, welcome. Aren't you so glad you joined this ship? Um, welcome on board. We're happy to have you on All Habs Fantasy Sports. Um, although, if you beat Joe Whalen, um, oh yeah, go ahead. That's yeah. That's the only victory you're allowed to have. Is if you beat Joe Whalen. If you didn't know by now that the goal is not to win, it's just to beat Joe Whalen. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Joe. Poor Joe. Uh, hmm. Oh, uh, but I beat, no, you beat me last week. I did. You were head to head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Joe's got, Joe's got some, um, some issues, you know. I, I mean, on his sorry, 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 sorry. No, I mean with his team, with his his okay. fantasy team. You might not. You need to quantify that. Too. Yeah, sorry. Um, Sidney Crosby, uh huh, guy he was counting out, out injured yeah. reserve. Mitch Marner, out mm. injured reserve. Jonathan Drouin, I warned him. Bye bye. Um, uh, with his wrist surgery, he's gone for six to eight weeks. And Ilya Samsonov, um, Washington, was uh, sent down to the AHL. So he's got some managing to do. Although he does have Brendan Gallagher now because I did complete the trade with Joe Whalen. I did it. Once and done. First trade ever? No. Maybe in hockey. I think I've done it in football before, but I don't know. But, you know, Travis Konechny for Brendan Gallagher, that was a trade. I was like, okay, that's actually not a terrible trade. After he admitted that he was going to try, he was going to propose giving me Tuka Rask for, carry, for my carry price. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, okay. That wouldn't have worked out in your favor at all. So. Well, good nice. luck to Mike. Good luck to. Good luck to Mike. We're happy to have you on board. 
Uh, if anyone else wants to join this crazy fantasy uh, sports family, uh, shoot me a DM, shoot me an email, let us know. We were, like I said, we put the call out the last podcast and Mike was right in there and said, Hey, I, I'd like to do that. So um, let us so know if, whether if it's... there's another manager kidnapped or if you want to get in now for, for managing year. a team next year, um, let right. us know. We'd be let glad us to know have you. And, and we'll get you hooked up with our commish, the, the very, the very talented Brian. Um, and uh, yeah, happy to always expand that all Habs fantasy sports family. And you don't have to be a Habs fan. I'm just going to put that out there. You do not have to be a Habs fan to be in the all Habs fantasy hockey league. Well, in fact, there's there's one of the teams is called uh, Habs Hater for Life. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And I have the Flyers, I think, in every one of my team names. So, hmm. alrighty then. This Speaking ends the of question hockey, and answer period. I like it. We should do a whole show of just this. <laughs> <laughs> Real news be damned, you know. I mean, this is this is this is the good stuff. The good stuff. Maybe we'll do maybe we'll do this once in a while. Um switching gears though, we're going to start with our first segment, uh the Laval Rocket, the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. Um I'm honestly uh, no offense to the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, but I ain't going to spend a lot of time talking about you cuz you just straight out stunk last week. Played 3 games. Uh, Springfield, Binghamton, and Wilkes-Barre-Scranton lost all three of them. Uh, fortunately, before that had happened, Morgan Frost had been on on quite a tear, um, and we have spoken about that in in past podcasts because he's been he's been doing well for quite a bit of time. Um, and so finally, that uh, that production. And everyone said, is Morgan Frost going to get caught up? He's going to get caught up. He's going to get caught up. In 16 games with the Phantoms, he has five goals and seven assists. Not too shabby for a guy who had a bit of a slow start at the beginning of the season. Uh, and sure enough, Morgan Frost got recalled by the Flyers. Uh, Carson Torinsky was sent back down. Um, interestingly enough, I know you've talked about this, Rick, a, a few times this season about how um, at the end of the preseason Elaine Vigneault said I'm going to have a lot of roster turnover the first six weeks of the season and we've talked about this in in subsequent weeks you know every time he makes a call up it's okay he's he's looking at all the youth he's looking at all the young guys he wants to see who can do what under pressure different situations what do the lines look like move guys around shift guys around different combinations Um, Morgan Frost will be the eighth rookie to play for the fan, uh, for the Flyers already this season, and it's November nineteenth, the eighth rookie to play. Uh, and uh, he recently, <laughs> Vigneault said to said to the press, uh, "Well, we've we've kept our word, eh?" <laughs> With a little wink and a smile that I said we were going to do a lot of movement. And we've kept our word on that. Well, and, and, you know, some of that you expect because you have a, um, a group that's a coaching group and, um, and even the general manager relatively um, new to the team. And, and, uh, and certainly for um, Michelle Terry and Mike Yo and, and uh, Vigneault, um, they want to get a look at, um, at, at, 
I mean, they have all the information in front of them. They have the, the scouting reports, but they want to see for themselves. So what can these guys do? And, and oftentimes um, you see a team like, um, like the Ottawa senators who I'm not expected to do much this year, and and um, and maybe they're not. And and there's a real focus on youth uh, in Ottawa, and, and even their their um, their motto for the year uh, um, incorporates that. But the Flyers, on the other hand, um, they're they're doing it well, contending for a playoff spot, um, and uh, you know, 13th overall in the NHL. Uh, and yet they've been rotating these young guys in um, and uh, they've been performing and, and, and when they haven't, or when they want to look at someone else, um, they make that, that change. And, and so far um, it's, it's working very well um, for the, for the organization. I am all for it. Um, they play tonight uh, in Florida. The The Flyers do. Um, and so I'm sure we'll get a, a first look at how Frosty does up, up with the Flyers. Um, you know, as you say, Vigneault is, is they're doing their best to be a playoff uh, contender right now. And Vigneault is, is not afraid to mix things up. He's not afraid to hold his veterans accountable, uh, which is quite refreshing. Um, and the veterans really seem to be responding to that. Giroux has responded to it well. Voracek has responded to it well. Uh, guys that they brought in, like Niskanen's been a fantastic ad for them. Um, I can't, can't say enough positive stuff about Niski. Uh, Braun has been, has been a good addition. So really, you know, we've been saying all summer, we liked from, from the get-go when they went out, when Chuck Fletcher went out, and and got Kevin Hayes before he went UFA and managed to seal that deal before he went unrestricted. We said that was a ballsy move, but a good one. And we liked we liked what we saw at that point. Uh, and and it's been nothing but to me nothing but positive ever since. Philly is struggling uh, in certain aspects. Sure. They're not, uh, this hasn't been a panacea bringing in, you know, Fletcher and, and Vigneault and, and Mike Yo and Michelle Terry. It's, you know, it's not a cure-all. Uh, so they are still struggling with things, which is why you're seeing all of this roster turnover with the young guys. But I do like how much faith Elaine Vigneault is putting in his youth. And every time they come up, they are put in a position to succeed. Um, Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. But when they're sent back down, they're sent back down with specific instructions. Here's what to work on. And a lot of the times we're seeing that they then get called up again a week or two later to see, okay, did you work on the stuff that we told you to work on? Um, the, the, development, the development arm is, is firing on, on all cylinders in Philadelphia, and I am here for it. And, and um, you know, the, the previous uh, Hextall and the previous uh, um, regime were to be credited for mm-hmm. uh, very good drafting and, and the, the process is to bring them up through, through the ranks and to use their AHL uh, affiliate, the Phantoms, as a development arm. Um, and, and, you know, when you do that, it, it can wreak havoc on um, on the AHL and, and, um, you know, the, the phantoms, um, 
um, are kind of a middling team. Uh, let's uh, well, they're they're just above that. They're they're yeah. uh, above a 500 uh, winning percentage, um, but but well down the the ranks. So we'll we'll see how that mm-hmm. goes. Um, but 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 that's what's to be expected. That's what an AHL team is for. And I, I had somebody say to me um, uh, with respect to the Rocket, well, you can't bring. Uh, that player up to the Canadians because that's a player that that Joel Bouchard relies on. Well, um, how about Scott Gordon? <laughs> Scott Gordon <laughs> is got a, an awful lot more experience than Joel Bouchard and uh, um, uh, a, a, bit, a bit smarter coach, I would say, and 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 knows that there is no player that he can rely on uh, at the age. Uh, that's 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 a bit of a fool's errand uh, if if a coach is so bound to winning that, that they have to rely on, on a player or two and, and, mm-hmm. and protects them and, and from a call up. Cause that's what they're there for. They're there to be called up. They're there to be given opportunities. They're there to go through the transition process and, and it makes it difficult um, for, for Scott Gordon, but he understands his role is bigger than, bigger than the, the, the one loss record. Uh, it is uh, to prepare those players to, to move up uh, to the NHL level. He is a coach uh, that has a development role for the organization, for the Philadelphia Flyers, and, and his record takes, um, it, on his resume, his record takes uh, less, less precedence in whether he's been a success or not. And the fact that after serving as a very admirable interim head coach for the Philadelphia Flyers last season, the organization wanted him to retake the reins in in Lehigh Valley, which means that they have complete faith in what he's doing behind the bench, heading up their AHL team and their development program. So, um, yeah, Scott Gordon, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, Lane Vigneault. Chuck Fletcher, keep doing what you're doing. Um, I will mention before we move over to the Laval Rocket, uh, just a little stick tap thank you to Anthony and Russ. They are the uh, co-hosts of the Snow the Goalie podcast, which airs on 610 ESPN Radio in Philadelphia. Uh, I was uh, very pleased and honored to make my second appearance um, representing Rocket Sports Media on that program last week. Uh, it's a show that airs every Monday night on 610 ESPN at 5 o'clock for one hour. It is the only um, sports talk radio show in Philadelphia that is solely dedicated to Flyers hockey, um, which, is, which is pretty impressive. Um, they have, you know, in, in a town where football and basketball and baseball are enormous, um, having the only show that's dedicated completely 60 minutes to Flyers hockey is a pretty big deal. Um, and so they have, I, I was, I was, <laughs> I was flattered to hear that I was their first, uh, repeat guest. I was like, wow, well, that's pretty cool. Um, and it sounds like they're wanting to make that a, a, a monthly appearance, kind of a, a down on the farm check in on the Philadelphia Flyers and the Lehigh Valley Phantoms where I'll be able to, uh, 
uh, from a Rocket Sports Media perspective and our coverage of the Phantoms be able to give listeners to the the live radio program or you can listen to it on demand on the podcast. Uh, just kind of a, a look in at what's going on down at the farm for Philadelphia. So thanks to those guys. Uh, thanks to uh, Rocket Sports for for that opportunity as well. And uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It's it's a great podcast for our <clears throat> Flyers listeners. Um and um, uh, they, they're, they're obviously two guys who have uh, their finger on the pulse of, of uh, the Philadelphia Flyers organization. Mm-hmm. And so with that, they're, they're able to bring you in once a month and uh, you provide great information. They ask great questions and uh, it's a really um, informative um, um, segment uh, that you do with them. Well, thank you. And that's, you know, we, certainly uh, appreciate the ability to uh, promote Rocket Sports Media and all of the work that the entire team does um, and uh, get uh, an an extended audience of listeners and readers for Rocket Sports and the AHL report. So um, that is also why we're there. So uh, happy to do that. Um, We just mentioned, you know, Scott Gordon's ability to not necessarily rely on certain players knowing that guys are going to get called up, guys are going to get injured, um, so on and so forth. Switching gears over to the Laval Rocket, Joel Bouchard has had a relatively easy season so far as far as uh, roster turnover goes. Uh, The Habs had been healthy. Um, His own team had been relatively healthy, some some injuries here and there, but but nothing, nothing crazy until this past week. And for the first time, you know, the Rocket were on a, a six or seven game win streak. It was the, the longest and Laval has a, a short history. This is only their third season, but this was the, the longest uh, win streak that the Laval franchise had been able to put together. And unfortunately, all of that came screeching to a halt last week when um, you had Ryan Paling get called up. And he was gone for about a week. And then Dale Weiss didn't play uh, all week. He was injured. And then we find out that Phil Veroni has wrist surgery. So he's going to be out for, for quite a bit of time. Um, <clears throat> and then towards the end of the week, Saturday, Charles Sudon gets called up because of uh, the, the hot streak that he's been on lately, part of which uh, catapulted him into that was his first professional hat trick that he scored uh, on Wednesday night um, against Belleville. So for the first time, and, and so, you know, this was okay. This is a Joel Bouchard test. How does you, how do you, your coaches and your team deal with roster adversity for the first time this season? As, as we say, this happens in the AHL all the time. Every AHL roster is depleted beyond belief because of, of recalls and injuries. It's just kind of the nature of the beast in the American league. And Laval has been pretty fortunate up till now. So he's faced with the first bout of adversity um, and he ends up losing Wednesday night. That, that win streak is snapped by division rivals, the Belleville senators who are uh, near the bottom of the division. They're currently in seventh place. They lost five to four in overtime. Uh, Pratt, Quite frankly, the only reason they won that game was because of Houdon's hat trick. Um, if Houdon hadn't been scoring, they would have miserably lost that game. 
Uh, and then on Friday night, one of the the best team in the league, the Milwaukee Admirals, comes in. They're on a hot winning streak, um, and they absolutely dominate Lavelle as a train wreck for the Rocket. Um, the penalties mounting in all three games this week, I, the undisciplined play is just – and it's all – Roughing, tripping, slashing, elbowing, boarding. I mean, it's all stuff that could be avoided. Um, Milwaukee down some five to two. Um, their number one penalty kill in the league takes a takes a hit as Milwaukee scores two power play goals against them that night. And then they managed to rebound on Saturday playing Bridgeport, who is last in the conference, so I should hope they could they could put a win together. Um, they do manage to get uh, a shutout for Caden Primo, his first pro shutout. Um, so exceptional for Primo. However, Bridgeport gave them a hard time. They were facing uh, Jared Coro in net, who has not yet won a game this season. Let me say that again, has not yet won a game this season, and he was making it look really tough for the Laval Rockets. They, the game was 80% over before they even scored a goal, and then they knock in two empty netters, and they managed to get the – so, yes, kudos to Caden Primo. He also looked strong in net that night, but it very easily could have been three losses last week. So when you look at – as we were just comparing the phantoms and, and how all of the roster turnover they've been going through. Mm, this was, this was Laval's first real test of how can they handle the call-ups and the injuries? And, Oh, well then I should also mention they lose Xavier Willette, um <clears throat> to injury as well. Did I forget to mention that? Um, the test didn't go so well. I don't think didn't go so well, Rick. Um, yeah, uh, 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 I tend to agree. Um, you know, uh, th- th- there were some good points. Um, you mm-hmm. mentioned, uh, Caden Primo. Um, he, he had a, uh, a bit of a rough game against, um, um, Belleville gave, gave up, uh, five goals on, on 25 shots, bounce back um uh, bounce back with a, a shutout but as you said that was uh up against Bridgeport who are currently the 30th um uh, ranked rated team in the in the the AHL um you have Laval who um w- is is on a pretty good streak uh 7-1 mm-hmm. and 2 in their last 10 uh, but that brings them up um, to 11th uh, in the AHL, and and again, I I think um, this is uh, the roster that was p- put together um, with all of the NHL experience. Uh, much talk was uh, at be- prior to the season, at the beginning of the season, was was about this uh, being a team that uh, could uh, dominate early and throughout the season and be at the uh, the top of the standings, um, you know, from start to finish kind of thing. Um, as far as, you know, yes, there has been some, uh, some injuries and, and some call-ups to deal with. I, I don't think that in their summer planning, um, I'm, I'm, I hope that, that there was some summer planning with uh, Joe Bouchard and his staff that, that they actually penciled uh, 
uh, Charles Houdon or Ryan Paling into the lineup. I, d- I don't think that there was any expectation that they would be there. And if there was for any length of time, so, um, you know, for them to um, get call-ups, each of them, I, I don't think that should um, really be that impactful on the team. Um, and it's, you know, it's been the, the uh, you mentioned the, the, either the AHL um, um, seasoned players, the, the career AHL players, whether it's uh, Barber or Veroni, both uh, having been out for, for times um, or the, or the players with NHL experience will let out for a bit. Uh, Weiss as well. Um, those are the players. So um, the point is that, that Joe Bouchard is left with his core, his core of good young prospects. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and yes, each AHL coach uh, has to become a juggler. Um and uh with a constantly rotating line and I think back uh to um you know the the, the ice caps and, and and talking with uh Vincent Riondo and, and there being upwards of, of two hundred transactions in a year uh with with Crazy. player movement and coming and yeah. going and bringing players in and bringing players from an ECL ECHL affiliate which they don't have now and um you know it, there's a constant rotation and and that's the key to um an AHL coach is being being able to effectively manage that and um uh, putting out a competitive lineup but also making sure that the focus um remains uh very squarely on uh on the development um so some good things some good things came out of uh, this past week, but I, you know, it's a, it's a bit of a mixed bag and, and, and whether, whether the good things are aimed in the right direction, well, that's, uh, that's yet to be seen. Here's my big complaint this past week. And that falls squarely with a a young defender named David Sklenichka. And my colleague, Chris G., who's in the Laval press box for every home game, uh, and I had a conversation about this, both offline and, on, and publicly on Twitter. Um, we liked David and, and Rick, I, when I say we, last season, we, we were impressed with David Sklenichka's play. I think David Sklenichka's got good upside. Last year, he was adjusting to North American style. Um, we know that he struggles with his English, um, and, and hopefully that's coming along. Um, and so he had his ups and downs last year, but when he's good, he's really good. David Sklenichka has been a healthy scratch for most of this season. I can count on one hand how many games he's played this season. And at that, I probably only need a few fingers. (laughs) Um, it, it has not been many um in fact i can tell you uh he's played four Four games he's played four games this season um so a development when you're relegated to the press box most nights um isn't going to come very easily so he's been sitting in the press box for a while and oh Xavier Wellette injured. 
So he draws in on Friday. Now keep in mind, he hadn't played in six games, I think. So it's been a, a few weeks since he's played. It's been since the end of October. So of course, there's going to be a little bit of rust. Um, which again is why we constantly say young prospects need to be rotated into the lineup, even for just a game or two here and there on a regular basis so that they can stay in good game condition. Um, that hasn't been happening with David Sklenichka. And I realize that, that the left side is, I mean, you've got Olofsson, you've got um, Carl Alsner, and you've got um, Leskinen. So, yeah, there's, there's some depth on, on the left side uh, at the AHL level. So David Sklenichka comes in on Friday night, and, of course, he, he doesn't uh, – I'm sure he'd be the first to tell you he didn't have a great game. Um, he's He looked uh, tired halfway through the game. Obviously, he's um, cardiovascularly not and, and the legs obviously not in game condition uh, because he's been sitting so much um, and made some mistakes, was probably, you know, overthinking things. You know, he finally gets a chance. So there were some mistakes. Uh, some led to some goals. Um, not all was bad. He, he, he's a guy that finishes every check. And let me tell you, and he, he finishes them with enthusiasm. Uh, he's a very physical defenseman, uh, very hard to play against. Um, but as, as Chris G was kind enough to point out to me as well, which boggles the mind is not only did David Sklenicia draw in on Friday night after sitting in the press box for so long, but he was put on the right side. He's a left-handed defenseman. He doesn't play on the right. So you've got a guy that played up until Friday, had played three games all season. He's been sitting in the press box. He finally gets a shot, and you put him on his wrong side. That, for me, is egregious in setting back player development. I was, I mean, I was just, I was absolutely livid. And I feel really badly for David Sklenichka and the coach afterwards said, well, you know, I'm going to call a spade a spade. I'm not, you know, I won't, um, not going to place all the blame on David. Of course, there was a lot that went wrong tonight. This was the game against the Milwaukee Admirals. Um, but hey, we're playing professional hockey. You have to deliver. I invite you to go listen to the entire interview. It's on the AHL report. Uh, Chris, Chris got some great answers from Joel Bouchard. Um, I just, I was, I feel badly for David Sklenichkin. Of course, next night he was back in the press box. Maxime Lamarche took his place. Not, not good. Yeah, that's my issue. Uh, and uh, Chris, um, there's there's both the the audio. There's some there's some really good audio from uh, Bouchard. There's really good audio from Carl Alsner, who was able yes. to uh, sympathize and and uh, talk about that kind of experience uh, and, mm-hmm. and and kind of hinted at at how unfair that might have been, or how how uh, how I won't put words in his mouth, how difficult that might have been. Right. Um, he and, was very supportive of Sklenichka. He was, um, and um, and and we know that Carl Alsner had uh, uh, incredible um, mentoring impact on Kale Fleury, who 
definitely um, is doing so well um, this and year. And Kale will tell you benefiting that. from all of that. And, and Kale referenced that, yeah, how um, uh, crucial it was to have Alsner there and 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 um, and and helping him through the the difficult times last year, mentoring him, um, helping him to prepare for games. Um, but I, I think that, you know, uh, David Skolnick and, and, and Chris in his uh, rocket notepad that was published this morning on AHL uh, report, that section of, of uh, talking about David Skolnick, uh, he titled it uh, set up to fail. And, and I don't think there's any question that, um, the coaches, uh, the coaches there to put players in um, conditions where to, to set the conditions so that uh, they can be successful, and and that clearly wasn't the case for Sklenichka. Sklenichka, mm-hmm. who in the coaches' uh, own words was described as the most improved rocket last uh, last year, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, enters this season. Um, and and is is behind a lot of uh, players who um, are not prospects of the uh, Montreal Canadiens. Um, you know, you, uh, Xavier Willette has played 16 games. Carl Alsner has played 17 games. Maxime Lamarche, um, who's a prospect of nothing, has played more than double the games <laughs> that Sklenichka has. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, all of these guys, uh, and and listen, we understand. We 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 understand that that the coach is is proud. He, um, you know, had a, 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 a it was acknowledged that last year uh, the Rocket had more talent that they had ever had before, and the coach was inexperienced and he failed and and um, finished right at the bottom, uh, right near the bottom of, of the AHL standings. And, and uh, so he can't have a season like that again. So he's obviously relying on all of those players with NHL experience to make sure that, um, that, that they're not in a similar position this year. Unfortunately, um, you know, uh, that's not his job. <laughs> that's not, that's not in his job description. And, um, you know, he's there to develop players that have potential. Um, he said himself that Sklenichka was one of those players. Uh, so to, to put a player, no, I, I mean, there's nothing wrong with, with, uh, uh, okay. A, a player, uh, takes his turn in the press box, uh, but to play just four games, uh, this season, uh, while others who are in are in there on a an, on an everyday basis, uh, you know what would it hurt for uh, Willette to sit out, um, uh, be a healthy scratch? Um, mm-hmm. would it hurt for uh, you know him to have a, a rotation to make sure that when a player comes in, uh, that they're not uh, out of game shape, that their confidence is extremely low as. Uh, Carl Alsner said it must have been the situation, and then when he is brought in, um, he's he's put on his uh, uh, his wrong side, and and um, that's it. It really really difficult, really unfair, I think, um, for Sklenichka this uh, this week. It's it's those are the guys. Those are the guys uh, that 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 the, that the lineup should be built around. 
um, the Julesons, the the Josh Brook, the uh, the players who have potential uh, in the organization. So, <clears throat> along with that, everyone who was praising Mark Bergevin for for all of his transparency when he sent Ryan Paling back down to the Laval Rockets, saying, "Look, you know, we need Ryan Paling. Ryan's going to go down. He's going to be back soon. Uh, he just he needs to go down. He needs to play big minutes in the in the AHL." Uh, there's some things he needs to work on. And everyone cheered and said, yay, Mark Bergevin, he's so smart. Um, and I don't disagree with anything that Mark Bergevin said. I think that's exact. Yes, Ryan Paling needs to play big minutes. Uh, him playing on the fourth line, playing seven or eight minutes a night in the NHL isn't isn't really helping him, even though um, he admitted that, you know, I, I think some of it is a mental game for Paling. I think he expects to be playing in the NHL. Um, and so I think uh, some of that is a bit of an obstacle for him when he is down in the AHL, but, but sure, he need he needs big minutes. Unfortunately, that's not happening in Laval. Uh, the last game that they put, so, so Paling was sent down. He played in all three games, uh, last week. He was sent down last Tuesday, um, and was put right into the lineup for Wednesday night. Um, and he played on the top line as the center on Saturday. But on Wednesday and on Friday, he centered the third line. And quite frankly, he's spent plenty of time on the third line this season. Um, so if you expected Ryan Paling to go down and play big minutes so far last week, that didn't happen. Uh, maybe Saturday night a little bit more. Uh, because he was on the top line, but frankly, by the time the third period rolled around and it was still scoreless against one of the worst teams in the conference, Bouchard had the line blender out and, and, and Paling was in, was tossed into that mix and the line blender. So um, again, that's where the, are we worried about development or are we worried about winning? Because you can find a happy medium between the two, but you have to have the development. You have to. You have to. Well, one of the one of the things that um, that Mark Bergevin said was that um, it's difficult for for Ryan Paling. Um, number one, he's not getting many minutes, and number two, he's not playing at his natural position. Uh, he was playing on the wing, and that's he's he's not had uh, he's had only very brief experience there and, right. and he's uncomfortable at that position. And the more he plays there, more uncomfortable he is and the less he's used by Claude Julian, which is kind of a, you know, a defeating kind of spiral that he gets into. So we're going to return him. Uh, Mark Bergevin reaffirmed that Ryan Paling is going to be a center uh, in the NHL with the Montreal Canadiens. And we're going to return him, uh, to Laval so he can get big minutes, number one, to play center. Um, as you said, he uh, the, the playing big minutes, uh, being relegated to the third line, um, that, that, that wasn't fulfilled by the coaching staff in Laval. The other part of it is that he shared the uh, center duties. Um, and um, that, that Joe Bouchard said, put Kevin Lynch on his line, third line, and said that um, they'll each take face-offs 
on their strong side. Well, that's not, that's not development for Ryan Paling. Ryan Paling mm-hmm. needs to be taking all of the face-offs, all of the difficult face-offs, all of the tough face-offs. He needs to be uh, uh, learning. He needs to be losing. He needs to be learning how to win uh, face-offs. Um, Kevin Lynch, uh, you know, a player who's spent a good portion of his time in, in, in both the ECHL and AHL and, and, um, is, is not a a long-term prospect. He's a 28 year old who's, who's not going to advance beyond, um, the AHL level. Uh, The priority needs to be for the prospect. And mm-hmm. uh, one of the prospects that you're counting on for the future. So, um, so what if Kevin Lynch plays the wing? If you want him with with Kevin Lynch, although you know I would argue that that Ryan Paling has to play with better players first and foremost. But also, if you're going to insist on playing him with with these others, uh, that you let him take the faceoffs. He needs to learn um, and and improve at that. Uh, the other part of it is. He needs to be playing. You saw that um, uh, that that Ryan Paling uh, on on in one game at the NHL level was uh, forced into service uh, on the penalty kill, and it's something he's done before, but it's not something he's done very often um, at, with Lavelle, and and he needs to be playing penalty kill. He needs to be playing mm-hmm. power play. He needs to be mm-hmm. exposed to all situations um, and uh, in order to, to advance and improve. And, and when you're so focused on, on winning um, and, and not so much on, um, on the development, um, you're, 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 you're less likely to risk those prospects making mistakes, which is what they need for development. Yeah. They need to make mistakes and learn from them. Uh, That's, that's what they're there to do. Um, so with that being said, before we before we do head to our first break, I will just uh, wrap with this thought. Uh, now with Druan and Byron both out long-term for the Habs, looks like Charles Houdon will be around for a little while uh, at the NHL level. The big question is when the Habs do make another call-up, who is it going to be from Laval? And I will put a stamp on saying it should hands down be Lucas Vedemo. He has uh, consistently this season, in in this short season, has been excellent and getting better and better and better. You saw that at the last at the end of last season, uh, and he has continued that. He has six goals and six assists in uh, in 18 games played, uh, and I'm he, I'm pretty sure that he's on a, a maybe a five game scoring streak, something like that. Um, he is he's playing excellent hockey despite the fact that he's on the fourth line a lot, which boggles my mind. Um, Lucas Vedemo, you'll hear some people say it should be Alex Belzeal. No, it should be Lucas Vedemo. He needs to get a look at the NHL. Um, Claude Julian needs to know that he's got that guy coming. Um, and so I think uh, I think if there's another call up, I think it should be I think it should be Vedemo. Well, and you know that, that that's something that uh, I very strongly said on Twitter uh, yesterday. There, mm-hmm. was, there was lots of talk about Belzeal. I know he's the, the local guy, 
Um, I know there's the rags to riches story just waiting to be told there, the, the David DeRNA, ECHL to NHL story. Uh, lots of people wanting to tell that story. But and um, yes, he's Alex, got Bell points. Zeal, Alex Bell Zeal has, has um, um, uh, got the, the exactly six goals, six assists, same as Vedamo, but Alex Bell Zeal has done that with a ton more ice time and uh, a ton more uh, uh, power play time, special teams time. Um, so, and penalties. Um, well, and, and that's the downside is that Alex Belzeal is, uh, doesn't skate as well as, as, as Vedamo or others. Um, and so he's taken a lot of, of penalties and he, he's also uh, been rather undisciplined, uh, taken a lot of unnecessary penalties, not only this year, but, uh, but last season too. Um, again, Alex Belzeal is not a long-term uh, prospect for the Montreal Canadiens. Vedamo is. Uh, Vedamo is uh, a little more versatile. He can play the wing. Um, he can he can play center. Um, so it's it's worthwhile bringing him up and seeing uh, exactly what he can do. And 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 with uh, you know uh, at some point. Uh, it's going to be time for Ryan Paling to, to get a, another call-up as well. But if looking for a new player, looking for another call-up, looking to see what other players have, uh, Vedamo would be uh, the next in line in my mind. Absolutely. Love it. Uh, well, we will uh, we will kind of chew on that a bit. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to go around the AHL and just give you a quick peek at some news around the league, so don't go anywhere. We'll be back right after this. For all the latest news, interviews, analysis, and commentary about the Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and every other team in the American Hockey League, as well as information on prospects, junior hockey, and international hockey, head over to AHL.Report, the home of the AHL Report. Follow along on Twitter at the AHL Report for live game updates, ringside photography, game recaps, and articles containing exclusive audio and video of your favorite players. That's the AHL Report, proud partner of Rocket Sports Media, AHL.Report. From the Press Box is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. Their mission is to build a worldwide network of sports fans who are informed, engaged, entertained, and connected. Learn more about RSM, its team, and its portfolio of brands at Rocketsportsmedia.com. Welcome back to From the Press Box here on the AHL Report. I'm your host, Amy Johnson, joined by my co-host, Rick Stevens. And, of course, we uh, should have mentioned this last segment, but don't forget you can always find us on Twitter at the AHL Report. We invite you to reach out to us anytime if you have a question, a comment, some feedback, or if you just want to chat about hockey, uh, you can find us at the AHL Report. Um, we invite you to follow along. Um. <clears throat> Next up, we go around the AHL, and of course, we're going to kick that segment off with the ever-popular CCM AHL Player of the Week. And uh, Rick, I know you're a, a Winnipeg fan, so you should like that the fact that the Manitoba Moose's goaltender, Mikhail Burdine, has been selected as the Player of the Week, going 4-0-0 in his four starts last week, but has actually won six straight, stopping 215 of 220 shots 
in those six wins. Yes, I read that correctly. Stopping 215 shots of 220. Uh, This is just his second year pro. He's 21 years old, uh, drafted uh, in the sixth round by the Jets back in 2016. He had started 15 of the Moose's 17 games this season with a 9-6-0 record, a 2-4-6 goals against average, and a 9-21 save percentage. Oh, and two shutouts. So I think he's well-deserved. He's been great. Um, And... You know the the num the the workload he's had his um, four starts in a week to to um, to begin with is is tough, um, but to be as uh, lights out as he's been is is phenomenal. And then as you said, when you look at um, the workload he's had for uh, the Moose overall, um, he's been absolutely excellent. Um, and um, you know let's. The, the Moose are, are a team that's um, that's rebuilding, um, and uh, um, they've the Jets have have brought up many of the prospects, and and so um, they're they're a team that's um, that's not going to have a lot of NHL experience in in front of their goaltender, uh, but yet they've been able to go uh, the Moose that is on an eight two zero run. Um, uh, to, uh, to 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 it up their their uh, their uh, season so far off to a rough start, but uh, they've been uh, very good um, uh, since then. The workload that he's carried, he leads the AHL in victories, and he ranks second in minutes played, shots faced, and saves. That's pretty impressive. It's pretty darn impressive. But I have to say, he's also um, pretty entertaining. Uh, he also made news uh, yesterday. Um, they the the Moose were playing the San Antonio Rampage, and uh, Captain Jordan Nolan, who 30 year old forward, six uh, foot three, 236 pounds, he's a seventh round 2009 draft pick for the LA Kings. Uh, Berdine made a stop, uh, clearly covered the puck. Um, puck wasn't loose or anything like that and and Nolan comes in and jams away at it and kind of hmm, I guess knocks into Berdine a little bit and Berdine pretty much took exception to it and got up and started wailing on Jordan Nolan who's known to be a bit of a tough guy and I think he was a little shell-shocked at first like holy crap what is this goaltender doing until he finally got his wits about him and he started returning the favor and then the rest of the Manitoba Moose stepped in and took care of business so you know as as Carrie Price did a couple of seasons ago there's nothing I love to see more than a goaltender just absolutely giving a guy who's who's out of bounds in the crease uh the business even if you have to try to drag him out of the crease to save him from your goaltender um (laughs) But Berdine was asked about it afterwards, and I love the quote, um, partially because the quote is perfectly transcribed in his very heavy Russian accent. So it's, it's <laughs> you can just imagine him saying it, but good on this 21-year-old goaltender who says, you know what, I'm not, nobody, I don't care who you are, you're not messing with me. He says, quote, I don't, um, quote, so I make a save. He didn't try play rebound because I already had puck. He tried to like hit me. Okay. It's my effing crease. Like get the F out of here. If you know, 
It's my zone. I don't care. Like, guys tell me it's a tough guy. I don't care who's he like. It's my zone. Play puck. If it's a rebound, just play it. But don't touch me. I'm a goalie. <laughs> He's learned all the important words in English anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to get his point across, that is. He has. I invite, go on Twitter and search um, Michael Burdine uh, and find the video of, of this interview because he just has a complete, a la Ilya Brzezgalov, just a complete I don't care attitude. Like, I'm going to call it like I see it and get, like, who the who the F right? Get the F out of my crease. Like, just bye. Bye, Felicia. Get out of my crease. So, <laughs> good on him. Not only CCMHL Player of the Week, but he's pretty salty, too, and I like it. I like it. I uh, want to quickly mention, uh, we, we like to give you updates on uh, familiar names for some of our listeners, and, and one who Habs fans will know is the name Ryan Johnston, um, who is now playing, once again, in the AHL. And the defenseman is now playing for the San Diego Gulls. Why is that significant? If you remember, the assistant coach for the San Diego Gulls is one Sylvain Lefebvre. And Johnston played for Lefebvre for both seasons that the ice caps were in St. John's, Newfoundland. So I would imagine that Sylvain probably had something to do with Johnston coming to San Diego. And it seems like uh, he is very excited to get this new opportunity. Um, And uh, he's just uh, seems to be really happy about it. Um, he had a, a, he had a tryout, I believe with the Marlies. Um, and it was, he admits it was a difficult situation in Toronto. Um, and so he's happy to have a new opportunity and, and a chance to reconnect, uh, with a former coach. So congratulations to Ryan Johnston. I hope he makes the most of it. And as a player, um, uh, Ryan Johnston, um, was the defenseman that Sylvain Lefebvre relied on uh, to, um, to, to guide the younger defenseman. And we remember when Noah Juleson came up at the end of the season and, and mm-hmm. was uh, inserted as the seventh defenseman um, in a playoff game. It was um, Ryan Johnston that, that uh, Juleson was, was paired with and, and mm-hmm. Juleson uh, fit in right away and uh, spoke quite highly of, of uh, Ryan Johnston and, and how vocal he was on the ice and how he helped him. And, and for me, there was um, at the time, Ryan Johnston was the best passer on the team. Um, just yeah. sweet passes. And, and uh, so it's good to, to, to see him back. Good to see him um, uh, reconnected uh, and uh, being coached by Sylvain Lefebvre and, and wish him all the success there with uh, San Diego. So new starts for Ryan Johnston, uh, but elsewhere in the league, we see um, things winding down for other players. Uh, the Rockford Ice Hogs announced uh, this past weekend that the Ice Hogs and their team captain, Chris Versteeg, had mutually agreed on the release of Versteeg from his AHL contract effective immediately. So uh, Versteeg's t- contract has been terminated. Um, 
The GM of the Ice Hogs, Mark Bernard, said that earlier this week, Chris approached us about mutually terminating his contract, at which point we asked him to take another couple of days to think about it. Uh, we spoke again Saturday morning, and he had come to his final decision. So uh, Versteeg had been um, a member of the Blackhawks organization uh, back in 2007 when he got traded there. Um, and uh, he had signed a one-year AHL contract with the Ice Hogs back in April, uh, but he's only skated in six games with Rockford this season, uh, just tallying one assist. So 33-year-old Christopher Stieg, uh, of course, played NHL games in Chicago, Toronto, Philadelphia, of course, uh, Florida, Carolina, Los Angeles, Calgary, um, and, and was part of the Blackhawks. Stanley Cup winning teams in 2010 and 2015 looks like um, I, I don't know that I, I'm not sure if he's retiring per se, but I think he's uh, he didn't like where where things were going this year for him. So uh, has parted ways. And it's tough. Um, it's tough to know when uh, the end has arrived. And, and uh, Christopher Stieg last played a, a, a full season in the NHL in with Calgary in 2016, 17. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this has been winding, winding down for a bit. Um, last year, he, he played some games in the KHL with Avangard and, and, um, and thought that uh, he wanted to try it again with a North American team. And this, this being uh, an AHL team and it, it um, just didn't work out. And, um, you know, maybe that maybe he'll find a, a another uh, position related to hockey, but um, but this might be um, his uh, his his end of of on ice. Uh, but but it's a you know a career to be proud of. Well over 600 games in the NHL, um, and he can go out with his uh, his head held high. Absolutely. Um, one other thing I will mention: Corey Schneider cleared waivers today. Um, the the goaltending situation for New Jersey has been a, a bit of a mess this season um, placed on waivers by New Jersey yesterday. He cleared, so he will go to Binghamton. Um, so it looks like Mackenzie Blackwood and Louis Deming are the goaltending tandem for the New Jersey Devils right now. So um, take that for what it's worth. <laughs> um, you know, we know that Louis Deming had some, um, there's some issues when he was playing for Syracuse and in the Tampa Bay Lightning organization. So we'll see if this fresh start will be good for him. Uh, Mackenzie Blackwood uh, can certainly hold his own as well. Um, so that story will continue, but uh, for now, Corey Schneider is down in the AHL. Well, good for Mackenzie um, Blackwood. Um, yeah. It, you know, it's going to take him um, uh, the, the, the devils want him to be the, the number one. Um, and, um, you know, he's, it would have been nicer to have someone there, uh, to be able to, uh, help him through and mentor him through, um, Schneider just kind of lost his game and, and, uh, uh, so wasn't able to do that. But, um, uh, we, we talked to, to Blackwood at, at, uh, the HL all-star game and, and, um, uh, mm-hmm. he's, a he's a, He's he's got a goalie personality. He's a, he's an he interesting does. guy, but um, I'll uh, root for him because um, I used our uh, Thunder Bay connection. He's uh, he's uh, ah. in, in Thunder Bay, Ontario, to <laughs> to ask him some um, some questions when he probably didn't didn't want to uh, 
uh, engaged too too much. So um, yeah, he he'll he'll be fine. Um, he's he's one of those calm, cool, outward, outwardly calm, cool um, um, goaltenders who just need some time. Absolutely, uh, and we will keep an eye on on how that develops. Um, all right, we are going to take one more quick break. Uh, just quickly, um, before we do that, we did mention that we would talk about the league standings, so we can just quickly say that the Hartford Wolfpack, believe it or not, is still leading the Eastern Conference there at the top of the Atlantic Division with 27 points, um, and Wilkes-Barre and Springfield are tied five points behind them for second place. Uh, in the North Division, the Marlies and the Rochester Americans are tied for first place at 20, 23 points apiece, uh, followed very closely by Laval in third place with 22 points. Uh, so tight race there for the top of the North Division right now. Uh, in the Central, the Milwaukee Admirals uh, have a commanding lead in the Central Division over the Iowa Wild, who are four points behind them. And in the Pacific Division, uh, Tucson and Stockton are uh, first and second, respectively, but they're just within one point of each other. So a bit of a tight race over there as well. And nice to see those San Diego goals that we said went for so long without a win at the beginning of the season. They've actually moved up a place into sixth place over the San Jose Barracuda, uh, having put together seven wins with their seven losses. So we will continue to keep you apprised of how the rankings shift around every week. Uh, But for now, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to go beyond the AHL and uh, talk to you about some good initiatives that we're involved in. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Be sure to follow us on social media. Find us on Twitter at the AHL Report. Check out our original game photography on Instagram at AHL Report. And watch our exclusive video interviews with players, coaches, and other notable hockey names on our YouTube channel, at AllHabs. Just remember to turn on notifications so that you never miss a video. The AHL Report, your premier source for Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and all American Hockey League news. From the Press Box is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. In addition to building a worldwide network of sports fans, the team at RSM is also dedicated to mobilizing the sports community in ways that make a difference in the lives of others. Giving back to the community bridges the gap between team affiliations. It's something any fan can support. RSM proudly provided support for organizations and projects like Hockey Fights Cancer, Five Hole for Food, the Montreal Canadiens Children's Foundations, Autism Speaks, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society of Canada, and the People of Canada Portrait Project, just to name a few. If you would like to be involved with a Rocket Power project or have a worthy fundraising initiative you'd like us to be part of, please contact us at rocketsportsmedia.com. Welcome back to From the Press Box here on the AHL Report. Again, I'm your host, Amy Johnson, joined by my co-host, Rick Stevens. And don't forget that Twitter handle. If you'd like to speak with us at all during the week, if you've got a question or a comment and you want to reach out, find us at the AHL Report on Twitter. And we're always glad to hear from our listeners and readers. Uh, For this last segment, we go beyond the AHL, and we do have a team initiative uh, that we want to talk about. Before we do, I just want to make, um, I just happened to notice this bit of news, so I thought I I, I couldn't resist. Um, It's an ECHL bit of news. 
the Warrior Hockey ECHL Goaltender of the Week has been announced, and it is none other than Buffalo Sabres prospect Uka Pekka Lukanen. And I could not pass up an opportunity to get to say Uka Pekka Lukanen, which is, as anyone who listens to this podcast knows, is one of my favorite hockey names around. Uh, he, he had uh, posted shutouts in both of his appearances this week, turning aside 22 shots in one win and uh, t- making 23 saves in a 5 to nothing victory over Fort Wayne on Saturday. So congratulations to Uka Pekka Lukanen. Uh, he he will be a great goaltender for the Sabres organization down the line. Um, interesting to note, one of the two runners up for this week's uh, ECHL goaltender of the week is none other than Kirill Ustamenko from the Reading Royals. That's a Flyers Philadelphia Flyers goaltending prospect who had struggled at the beginning of the season, but this past week he went 3-0 and one has a 2.25 goals against average and a 9.29 save percentage this past week. So. Congratulations for uh, Flyers fans. That's some good news that Kirill Ustamenko is finding some wins as well. So now I did I did tease this that we have a, a a great team initiative that we're that we're involved with and and Rick every year the the Rocket Sports Media and All Habs team comes together um, in the month of November to support the Movember campaign. Uh, something near and dear to all of our hearts. We're trying to raise as much money as we can uh, and raise awareness for men's health. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the Rocket Sports team page and, and how people could could help out and just a little bit about what it is? Well, in the break, we heard um, uh, about Rocket Power initiatives, um, and we try to um, use our platform, use our social media influence um, to do good things. And, and uh, one of those things that we've been doing uh, for the past six years is supporting the Movember campaign. Uh, That being the campaign to bring um, money and awareness uh, towards men's health issues, both uh, physical and mental health. Um, And our team members uh, participate in different ways. Um, Some um, who uh, can grow facial hair, do that, and, and uh, look rather silly for a month doing it, um, and, uh, and, and others uh, in, in order to uh, uh, collect sponsors and, and raise donations, and others uh, participate in the MOVE Challenge, that is to, um, to do something um, exercise-wise or movement-wise, uh, commit to doing that uh, over the period of November and that's their play and, and gain uh, donations, and that's their pledge. Um, and um, it's it's we're happy to to uh, to have been part of this. We're happy that uh, we have so much support from our contributors, um, and we need your support to help us. Um, we're um, just over um, uh, maybe we're getting closer to two thirds of the campaign, and and we're just about halfway to our our fundraising goal. Uh, so we do need your help with donations, and and that can be in the form of five dollars or whatever you can uh, you can give. You can give it um, and attach your name to it. You can you can give it to uh, anonymously. Uh, mm-hmm. You can give it to our team. You can give it to one of our. Uh, you can sponsor one of our our team members. Um, and I just want to make special mention to. Uh, a donation that we received yesterday um, 
anonymously. We don't know who it's from. It was a hundred dollar donation. Uh, wow. And we, we sincerely uh, thank you. We're very grateful for your support. We're, we're assuming that you're um, uh, someone who uh, uh, follows us or, or, or consumes our content, whether it's our podcast or reads the articles on our website. And so we just want to broadly say uh, thank you. And, um, and we, we certainly appreciate your help uh, for us in this fundraising goal so that we can turn over uh, the funds at the end of the month to um, uh, the Movember campaign. How you can find us, uh, we've tried to make that pretty easy. Um, if you go to moteam.co, that's M-O-Team, moteam.co, not .com, .co, slash allhabs. All Habs. And it's not, again, not just for Habs fans. This is everybody. But that makes mm-hmm. it easy uh, for you to find us. So that's moteam.co slash All Habs. Fabulous. And we do encourage everyone to do that. I'm one of, obviously, I'm one of those uh, people who's not growing a mustache. I am participating in the Move Challenge. So I've been logging my my miles or my kilometers, depending on which country you're in. Um, and so, yeah, go, go um, read all about it. And if you can, even if you can donate a dollar, uh, every dollar counts. Um, and uh, we just want to help raise awareness and raise funds for men's health uh, and awareness for prostate cancer and, and mental health and, and things of that nature um, and find a way to give back a little bit this month. So this week, uh, we do have plenty of Laval Rocket coverage coming this week. They are on the road. Now, they, now we talked about how they struggled a little bit last week. Uh, for, a, for a brief moment, they were actually sitting in first place in the division, and then Toronto and, and Rochester took them over again. So it's very tight, as we mentioned, at the top of the North Division. But this week... They're playing against those Toronto Marlies in Toronto tomorrow. And then they come home and they play two games against the Utica Comets, who are not very far. I think they're in fourth place uh, right behind the Rocket. So these three games this week are crucial for the Rocket if they want to maintain their positioning in the division and also to show that despite the injuries and despite the call-ups, uh, that they can still perform well against two pretty hot teams. So uh, we will have all of that coverage for you this week. That's Wednesday at Toronto. And then Chris G and myself will have uh, some coverage for you uh, Friday and Saturday. For, it's a matinee game, of course, on Saturday. And the Lehigh Valley Phantoms play at home against Charlotte Wednesday and Friday. And then they play at home against the Belleville Senators on Saturday night. Hopefully they can uh, get out of that little losing slump that they were in last week and post some wins this week. So again, we invite you to follow us at, at the AHL report on Twitter. That's where you'll get all of those live game updates. You can also find Rick on Twitter at all Habs, and you can find me at flyers rule and uh, Rick, if uh, in the meantime, in the interim, until those games get started, besides going to our website, ahlreport.com, and reading Chris G's Rocket Notepad and, and the other great content, going to the All Habs YouTube page and watching those exclusive interviews, if folks want to listen to the other three podcasts or even back episodes of this podcast uh, in their spare time or on their commute, what's the best way for them to do that? 
Well, the best way to do that is uh, to go to your favorite podcast app, whatever it is, whatever it happens to be, and search for Rocket Sports Radio. Rocket Sports Radio. Search for Rocket Sports Radio. And once you're there, subscribe, and you'll get all four podcasts um, delivered right to you, uh, and you won't miss a thing uh, from now on. And, and in the meantime, if you have uh, something, a comment, if you have an opinion, uh, if you have a question, um, you can text us. We have a Rocket Sports line, a Rocket Sports text line uh, that uh, is seven days a week, 24 hours a day. You can text us at 5853-ROCKET. That's 5853-ROCKET. Wonderful. And, of course, we hope you'll be back here again next Tuesday for another episode of From the Press Box. Uh, we are certainly grateful that you're here with us every week to hear about the Laval Rocket, the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, uh, Canadians and Flyers prospects, and of course, news from all around the league and beyond the American League. And so we look forward to, to meeting you right back here again next Tuesday. Thanks so much for being here this week, and uh, we'll keep you posted on all of those great games coming this week. Until then, have a wonderful week, and we will see you back here next Tuesday. Woo-hoo!